What is up? I am Evan Lovett, and welcome to my new podcast, In a Minute with Evan Lovett. This is an Odyssey original brought to you by my company, In a Minute Media, coming to you live from my studio in the heart of my favorite city in the world, Los Angeles, California. Let's get into it. Yo, what is up? Episode number 21 of In a Minute with Evan Lovett. That means we got 20 in the bank and 20,000 ahead of us. No, I'm just kidding. But we are here at the I Am Studios, and this is episode 21, and this is a very special episode. I have a guest that you guys have all heard about very often, in fact, pretty much every episode. It is my beautiful and wonderful wife, Irene, also known as Mrs. In a Minute. <laughs> and she is here in the I Am Studios in the heart of Los Angeles. And what we're going to do today is essentially an AMA and ask me anything. I went on Instagram Live this week and had people submit questions that they either want to know about me or about LA in a Minute and In a Minute. So we picked about 16 See how much time we have of the best questions. And Irene is going to ask, I'm going to answer, and she's going to provide commentary to keep me honest and to keep it interesting. So let's get into it. So that was my wife of 17 years, Irene. Wow. Irene, first time on the podcast. Thank you for being here. What do you think? Yeah, thanks for having me. Does does this count as date night? <laughs> TBD. Let's see how this goes and let's see what kind of color you add to these uh, questions right here. And I know you have the list of questions in front of you, so I'm excited to see uh, what the questions are, where we go with the answers, and what your kind of commentary is. All right. Well, like I said, let's get into it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so coming first from Myra G, how did you and your wife meet? Uh, so I'll start by saying that you and my sister have a mutual friend named Tim. Tim's younger brother and I went to the same high school. Actually, we all went to the same high school, but you graduated <laughs> eons before I did. Um, and Tim's younger brother, it was his 21st birthday. I was invited. I showed up with a couple of my friends. We get to the house. You're on the front at the front yard with Tim Tim says hey this is Irene Gabby's sister you gave me I instantly felt uh, vibes <laughs> as the kids say these days absolutely attracted right off the bat Fact. Um, we actually didn't talk. After, I thought you left. I didn't see you for the rest of that night. No, what actually happened is I took up a perch on the stairs inside with my other friend who's still a friend to this day JC and I was talking to him and he was talking to me about how we were not going to talk to these pretty girls that we had just developed these instantaneous crushes on so we spent the rest of the party on those stairs drinking beers drowning our sorrows and a month later it was my 21st birthday i was still in school my sister and i was in finals and my sister and this friend tim wanted they invited me to tj fridays that's where tim was working at the time invited me for like my first legal alcoholic drink i wasn't in the mood for going somehow they convinced me to go on the way there 
my sister said, oh, by the way, Tim and his friends are coming. And I'm thinking, I didn't even want to come. Now I have to socialize with people I don't know. So we arrive. Well, from my perspective on that as well. So I'm there with my other good friend, Jared, and we're playing trivia. Yes, we were those bar trivia nerds. It's getting late. It's a Sunday night. We're about to roll. And then Tim's like, hey, Gabby's coming. Can you guys stick around? And then I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't think so. He's like, I'll buy you a beer. And I was like, fine. And then he's like, oh, by the way, her sister's coming. And now Gabby and I had a complex relationship in college. We were friends because Tim was our mutual friend. But by at that point, we had no like personal relationship. By the way, now sister-in-law, beautiful relationship. But at that point, I was like, really? Gabby and now mini Gabby? And we're going to sit there and entertain him? No, thanks. And he's like, I'll buy you two beers. So we're like, oh, all right, we'll stick around. So sure enough, I arrive. I immediately saw your back and I said, oh, we we met at like a, a party pre- previously. Nothing really happened. We didn't exchange numbers. And then a month, no, sorry, not a month. A week, that that week was my, I was having a surprise party. Yeah, which and, I actually and to knew confirm about. though, at Fridays, still didn't make a move. I, I almost let this person slip out of my hands twice in, in a row in a month. And so that Saturday, I was having a surprise party. I really didn't drink before I was 21. Um, that night, of course, I was given a lot of shots before I knew it. Evan had arrived and I just went for it. I was like, hey, you're that guy. And lo and behold, I, I well, I ended up passing out early. Um, and then I don't know, he contacted me somehow. And it was, hold on. And then so we hooked up. I was over the moon and she was kind of hanging on me all night i was loving it i was like this is great she made it she made it easy this is perfect this dream come true and all of a sudden her brother comes out and i'd never met her brother anybody in her family and he's holding this huge knife and now it was a cake and it was not it it was a cake knife but for a first introduction it's funny because he's the sweetest like awesome guy and a great brother-in-law but i'd never seen him before and and stabbed (laughs) and again i'm with his sister like dude that's some protective stuff and i didn't even blame him but i'm like oh no this is starting off on the wrong foot and he's like uh irene i'm cutting the cake uh so well i ended up passing out i woke up the next morning mortified i was really embarrassed and my friends kept calling say asking who's this guy you've what who's this guy you're just like hey you know like you've been like you've known him your entire life uh we've pretty much been together ever since. But once we started dating, we were to trace back that our paths had crossed several times. Like we were at the same concert and we were at a couple of parties. We just never were formally introduced until I guess it was time. Until it was meant to be. Yeah, and so we've been together ever since. Okay, so then for our next question coming from Calabase, I think I'm writing that correctly. Well, you also typed these when you went live. True. So I know you're typing fast, um, so hopefully that is the correct uh, pronunciation. But coming from Calabase, how do you get your ideas for an Ellie in a Minute episode? They come from a number of places. I'm always reading books on Los Angeles. That's probably the main source. Aside from driving and walking around LA, for instance, one of my original LA River episodes is because I walk across LA River to get to my job every day and i was just like what is the story of this why is it a a concrete wash essentially that we knew is the wash that turned in the river but inspiration comes from everywhere people dm me you should cover this a lot of times those are great ideas um 
But just looking around LA, I always say there's something interesting on every corner. You just need to look for it. Like the sidewalks was a recent one where it's just like, why are there these names engraved on the sidewalks? I'm always, you know, insatiably curious is what I kind of say. And I just want to satisfy that curiosity, especially in LA, something that I love. So the ideas are, are everywhere and that's where they come from. If you look for it, you will find the answer for it. And it's true. I've, ever since I've met since I've known you really, you're just like always this information station and we'll be at dinner and I'll ask a question or somebody will ask a question and you immediately want to find the answer. You don't want to wait. I know a lot of times I'll say that. I'll think to myself like, oh, I, I am interested in finding out the answer for this. Let me put it on my list and f look for it later. And then you forget. But like you, you need that instant. <laughs> yeah, kind of information station, she said. One of my old bosses called me an information station. I love getting information, but almost and as much. It. I love sharing that information. It's just fun. I'm the guy who would text people. Before there was Ellie in a Minute, I would text people this information. I remember this is before Ellie in a Minute started. I was reading the George Geary book, Made in California, about his restaurants. And I was texting my my buddies on this group and they were probably getting uh, annoyed. Guys, did you know that Taco Bell actually started as a hamburger place? Guys, do you know that Denny's actually started as Danny's Donuts? So like, I'm, I'm just always curious. I love these facts. And honestly, everywhere, what's the history behind that building? I'll drive by a building. It looks old and historic. I will stop and look up the address and see what history is there and if it's worth doing an episode. So yeah, inspiration comes from every, everywhere, but reading looking around and, and people uh, giving me ideas. So it's probably the main ones. Yeah, people giving me some ideas for sure now because you're running out of stuff. No, never, <laughs> no, never kidding, run kidding. out of stuff in LA. Um, okay, so then for our next question. Oh, coming, I'm going to skip around um, okay. or jump around, I should say. Uh, soul Cut. If you had a time machine, what era would you travel to in LA? Wow, this is so I used to always want to say the 60s and 70s. My dad grew up then. He told me some great stories from that era. He went to Devonshire Downs, uh, which was the West Coast Woodstock and woke up the next morning at Dupar's in Studio City in the parking lot with no idea how he got there. But honestly, I've been reading this book called Eternity Street and that thing is about frontier Los Angeles and I'm not a Western style guy. I never really got into movie Westerns, but reading about Los Angeles. You did dress up as a cowboy once <laughs> for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. And reading about LA in between the Pobladores in 1781, which is the so-called official founding of Los Angeles and it actually becoming a city in 1851 and even into the late 19th century with the uh, violence and the it was the true wild wild west there were um you know lynchings there were uh, it was a mob mentality la was the most violent place on the planet uh in the 1860s and 1870s and from that foundation arose the city of los angeles especially with the different cultures you had the native people the californios the mexicans um you know immigrants from america where it was just this fascinating place so if i had a time machine i would go back to the mid 19th century just to see frontier los angeles uh okay and then next question coming from robo's world favorite characteristic about la mm, that's hard I mean, there's so many things that I love and you guys know this. I would say the diversity, um, again, cliche answer, but growing up 
in junior high school and having somebody from Egypt, having somebody from Kenya, having people from Mexico, Armenians. And again, at that age, you don't really know what that means. But in retrospect, being able to be intimately exposed to that and the fact that now in Los Angeles, I always say wherever you go, rich, poor, doesn't matter. You have basically every race represented in each community. And I, I truly think that that's something that's enriching and just really not too many cities have that caliber of, I don't know if the right word is integration, but it, it really is remarkable that LA has that sort of representation. All right. So what's your favorite characteristic about LA? Um, I mean, <laughs> sunshine. <laughs> we finally got it back. We were missing it for for several months. I feel like most of the year we weren't getting those sunny days. And I was waking up every morning. It felt like Groundhog's Day. Like every morning, I'm like, "What the hell is somebody messing with us?" Um, now, but interesting fact is May and June were the. It was the first time since they've been measuring the weather in Los Angeles. I think it was 1881 that there were zero days over 80 degrees downtown. So this girl, when I would wake, she would wake up every day. And you guys remember it was that June gloom that just kept persisting. And she was like, what the fuck? Like waking up. Yeah. Yeah. And so now finally, the other day, one of my favorite things to do is to sit on our front porch uh, when the sun starts to set and it's starting to uh, cool off a little bit. Um, and I sat out there for, you know, the other night for about until about 930 or so. I'm like, this is the best. Uh, but before then, even a couple of weeks ago, we'd walk the dogs after dinner. And I'm like, I'm going to need to go back to the house and get my coat. I'm not kidding right now. I'm freezing. <laughs> it felt like it was December. <laughs> and I'm somebody I like it cold. I like it rainy. But she is always reminding me, you know, this is this is L.A. And that's what that's what people that's, are. My friend calls it a sunshine tax. And yeah, we pay a high sunshine tax. Give me my son. That's a good one, by the way. Sunshine tax. OK, next question. OK, so then the next question um, coming from, oh, Mr. L, Mr. J. Logic. Oh, J. Logic, my man. Uh, Mr. J Logic One, um, if you had to leave LA, where's your last meal happening? <sighs> First of all, guys, check out Mr. J Logic, producer, makes mixes, beats. He's dope. Great guy, good friend. Um, where's my last meal in LA? Holy Do you moly! Just pick one. Can you? I'll t I'll tell you this. Um, look, Jitlada is probably my favorite overall restaurant. Irene and I yeah. go there. We try to. Um, Ty, Jonathan Gold kind of put it on the map. It is up to every standard. It's so representative of LA and East Hollywood. I absolutely love it. It's Thai food. It's delicious. It's spicy. I also really like Musso and Frank. I'm not going to vouch so much for the food, but for me, that the vibe. Atmosphere. Talk yep. about going back in time. It really feels like 100 years ago in a good way. The waiters are in tuxes. They give you these martinis with sidecar. Those are the two places that really come to mind, but I would have to get some tacos on my way out as well. I would stop at a taco truck. All of them are good, especially the ones that make their own tortillas and have radish as well at the salsa bar. What would your Yeah, those all sound great. And... I'd probably be up there too. So maybe all those places, or maybe your top 
five places can just cater an event at Musso and Frank's. So you get the best of both worlds because I like both. Like I like the atmosphere, but then the food sometimes is lacking in that atmosphere. So yeah. the best is to have great food in a nice environment. And I'm coming from a design standpoint, um, environment and the decor sets the tone for the meal. So, but yeah, you can't really not have tacos on your last no, meal. Not in LA. Um, and your meals the entire day, right? So you have to think about Ooh. breakfast, lunch, dinner, <laughs> and then some snacks. Cause we all snack in between. <laughs> By the way, we eat a lot. If you haven't noticed, we, we, we definitely we like enjoy food, food and going places. Yeah. Uh, uh, correct. What's your favorite restaurant though? I don't have a favorite restaurant. It's tough because, well, LA, there's, they're constantly coming out. Like forever, we had a list of top restaurants to, to go to. And when you have kids, you frequent those not as often. And so it always felt like anytime we, we, were, we were crossing restaurants off our list, new ones were coming yep. out. Yep. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is getting so expensive. And a couple of times we would, on our date night, we would go to about three or four, yeah. try to cross as many off the list. Not like we were having big meals at all of them, but we would start um, you know, with a drink and then try to just get a tasting of Hit some of their smaller three different dishes. spots with, yep, except one or two little dishes at each place. And by the way, I suggest last meal or not, that's a great way. If you're going out with your friend, your partner, so your fun. lover, your, your uh, uh, spouse, Try and do multiple places. It's it's really fun because you get a little taste, little different and vibes. You get to see the city too. Like sometimes yes. we'll pick a spot. Like we'll we live in the valley, so we'll sometimes start in the valley, yep. get a drink, and then just Uber in the direction that we're going to, and then cross off one. Like oh, we got to check out this one too. Um, but I don't really have a favorite because well, there's sounds like a cliche answer, but there are really are so many great restaurants, so and many. I just. Again, coming from a design standpoint, I like being in that atmosphere of like, there's good food and good music and taking in all the design details of all these establishments. Um, and it's tough to say, and also because we don't really like to repeat restaurants. Yes. So I can't say I have a favorite because we're always constantly going to new ones or other ones or ones that we haven't been to. So I don't, we, we don't go point. enough Great to yeah, like, yeah, play as a favorite. Correct. Because like, oh, I, don't, I don't like to repeat restaurants. Like the most we've done recently, we went to Mother Wolf, which is beautiful. I was going to say, amazing. I would swear I was going to end this question with, and by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Mother Wolf and also Felix, both by that chef, Evan Funk. But we've but been to on, Mother yeah. Wolf. I've been to Mother Wolf three times. And by the second time, I was like, I've already been here. Not that I would, but I'm like, you're, it's expensive to dine out. So I'm like, if I'm going to spend money, yes. I'd rather experience something new unless you are going to the mom and pop shop. And where you support, correct. You support those point. where you're like, yeah, I can load up on, you know, 20 tacos and a burrito. Great point. Great point. Okay, next up. Uh, okay, so we did that one. And then, oh, uh, oh, this is kind of funny. So from Print Gonzalez. Have you ever been chased out of a neighborhood. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Chased out of a neighborhood, not quite, but I have two stories. Number one, on my Wonderland Murders um, story, and I shouldn't laugh because I did actually feel guilty kind of doing those episodes. Like somebody, hey, this is a really famous murder location. Let's get into it. Like that, that I do feel a little guilty about that. 
But the Wonderland Murders, it's this quiet street in the canyons. And I forget offhand if it's off of Coldwater or Laurel, but it's off of one of the canyons on Wonderland. And it's this quiet, hilly street, kind of a good place to do murders because you're so secluded and it's so quiet. But I'm in front of the house and I'm like, blah, blah, what's up? This is Ellie in a minute. This is where one of my sons. And again, this is, I need to do different takes. I need to go into different, you know, I need to make sure I get the right shot. So I'm saying it over and I'm saying it over again. I'm saying it over again. And finally, I'm probably the sixth time. And I'm like, what is up? This is Ellie minute. I'm here in front of the scene of one of the most notorious. And somebody yells from the balcony. Hey, enough already. Do you really need to do this? And I didn't see that person on the balcony when I was doing the shots. And I was like, holy shit. And I just left. And like, luckily, look, the episode aired. But if you look at the episode, you could see the person on the balcony. I know. And people have pointed it out. You see her coming out the, looking out the window from the corner, like in the, your back, like left corner, right corner or something. Yes. And in the comments, uh, people mentioned like, oh, that lady's really creepy, which is really appropriate for that episode. And I think I'm like, look, it's not a secret that what happened in the house. So if you live there, you got to either be into it or you at least knowledgeable. But another time I was chased away and this is the only other time, it's so weird and sorry to say insignificant, but I did a video with this guy, 80s Life Forever, great guy, mostly YouTube guy. And we're doing Valley Life in the 80s. And one of those places was the uh, uh, castle miniature golf in uh, Sherman Oaks. And this was one place that was straight up, you can't film here. And like, no offense, it's cool. I hung out there. My son goes to the batting cages there. It's fun playing mini golf there. But I was like, I can film in all these other places, but I can't film at your friggin' mini golf course. Are you serious? So we had to do everything outside. So that that's not exactly chased off, but that was one place where I was like, all right, you guys kind of just don't get it. You don't know who I am. <laughs> oh, no. You're, no, no, you're not. Um, you won't say that. Um, okay. So next question is coming from, oh, 60 Photography. Tourist attractions worth the hype. My, yeah, that's what it says. I think this was a note that you made. but Okay, now Irene actually came up with this saying, and it is pretty cool, and this is the truth. Wait, what is it? I, don't know. I think this one's important. Feeling like a tourist in our own town. And that's one of my favorite things about LA in a minute is we get to drive around. I take Irene and my son, and we go to these different places. And it's so funny because I just watched a movie for the first time, La La Land. We're really behind on movies. Once <laughs> so you have behind. a kid, it seems like most of the movies that we do watch, we do movie night, and of course, <laughs> we never get to pick. It's always our son selection, and it's usually a superhero movie, and that's it. Marvel. So, yep, yeah, it's, it's all Marvel. And finally, uh, I said, I, I, we had a sleepover. So like I, we need to watch something with I don't want any more fight scenes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the superhero stuff like it's do something with a grown up uh, dialogue. And it was funny, and I'm gonna answer the question, but it was funny because we did that whole Netflix deal. What do you want to watch? What do you want to watch? What should it we watch? It usually takes <laughs> us a long time, and it was already kind of late. And I was like, let's just go for it. And it was La La Land, which came out in 2016, seven years ago. 
and let I'm me like, tell why you, are we new to this? We're watching this. I I had not only not seen it, but I was anti because I don't want to watch a musical. I don't want to watch him do all these cliches and stereotypes about LA. It's going to make me mad. I know one best picture, but I know that was also like controversial. So I was like, yep, this is going to suck. And honestly, long story short, I fell in love with it. I have it in my like top 10 all time movies. That's a whole different conversation. I know that's probably super corny, but here's why I bring it up is because they show all these cliche touristy places. They're at Griffith park. Uh, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. They're at Griffith Park. They're at the Watts Towers. They're doing Angel's Flight. They show the Hollywood sign. I'm like, a while ago, I would have been like, oh God, all these cliche places. That's what you're going to show from LA. You're not going to go to the San Pedro Fish Market. You're not going to- They did show Watts Towers. I know. Watts... I thought, yeah, I thought that was really great. That was legit. And it was. And so here's the, this is right. Coming back to, to Print Shop 60 is- Honestly, I will never forget, we went to the Hollywood sign. This is one of my early episodes. And my entire life, 40 plus years in Los Angeles, I drove by the Hollywood sign or seen it, no exaggeration, a thousand times. You guys are LA people, you, you know what I'm talking about. Never thought to go up there. If somebody told me, oh, we hiked to the Hollywood sign, I'd be like, okay, like, great. Lame. Like, yeah, lay, honestly, like, that's and a what lot are you, of a tourist? Even driving in LA, we see the Hollywood sign and you take it for granted. There were so many times growing up, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Hollywood. Like, what? No big deal. It's the Hollywood sign. Who cares? And then we went up there and I was like, this, this is really neat. It's so <laughs> neat and so awesome. And you're like, I get it. This is why this is a world attraction. And like, and then there's that park um, just kind of like oh, right below. Yeah, was we yeah. parked in a residential neighborhood and then we walked up like toward the Hollywood sign. Um what do you call it like well sign and then there's a big park when i was like there's a park here I, wh never why knew. didn't i know there's a park no i could have come and hung out with some friends had some you know a picnic or something bring some wine bring some beer bring some high noon and um yeah like even though it's touristy it, it, maybe we'll, because we also went and it was like february when we went so but here's the thing even going to the venice boardwalk going to like i think runyon canyon Santa is a little more <laughs> touristy or crowded than the hollywood sign walk it from i and i've only done runyon once again because i felt like it was just really crowded and not really my scene yeah, and neither of us love crowds for the record. That that that's that's something worth noting. But I think in LA, again, anything the Bradbury building, any of these places that might be like cliche things to do in LA are awesome. And that's how they got to these lists. And it's like really fun. And I think that to embrace being a tourist in your own city in Los Angeles is one of the ways that I really enjoy this city. My recent kick is the Sixth Street Viaduct, the Sixth Street Bridge, and it's like that was the uh, you know thing to do du jour. Just opened basically a year ago, and honestly, I go back, I drive by it, I drive through it whenever I can because I'm like, you got to appreciate these things, and that's to me that's kind great. of what makes LA. Yeah, and then. Also, you get to put your steps in when you do the Hollywood <laughs> sign. And then people are 
Ni- more, yeah, they're attract. LA has attractive people, wow, and there's usually people they're going on their hikes and they're dressing because they want to post it on Instagram, of course. So people are dressed in order they want to share their content. So people are dressed. <laughs> dressed <laughs> just fun to people watch. So it's a, another place to to people watch. Great call. Great call. Uh. So, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite episodes that we've done that I've tagged along with you because I don't tag along to all of them, but it's on a weekend. Sure, we'll, you know, get in the car with our son and bribe him to to join us. So much fun. Uh, Okay, from Michael Hoff, what did you research that you decided not to do? There are two that come to mind immediately. Number one is one of my early episodes was going to be the history of porn, which comes from LA, which comes from the San Fernando Valley. And it's a good history. It's a fun history. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen Boogie Nights. Uh, It's a lot deeper than that. But to me, it's why did it come from LA? Why did it come from the Valley? And that one I stopped because basically the content was unsavory. And that's fine. I can work around that. But it would have taken me a different direction. So that one's going to come up later. But the one that kind of has some significance that I've been asked about, actually, even recently, and I haven't quite done it, is the Santa Susana nuclear meltdown where they used to do nuclear testing right there next to uh, i think it's called bell canyon right on the la ventura border and if you talk to people who grew up there and i know there's a documentary on it um there's a lot of different and unique cancers that have came out of that area and people are really fighting for some sort of uh compensation compensation thank you and it's it's an important story and i will do this and it's tough because you know I try to balance everything. I try to be honest and objective. And I know the government needed to do these tests for their reasons and for our defense. And But the fact that it was like in Los Angeles where people live and now where a ton of people live. We have a friend who lives in that area. Yeah, right there. And I'm always, honestly, even when I go over there, I'm just like, oof, you know what happened here. And these are not just, these are forever chemicals. Like nuclear waste doesn't break down for thousands of years and just the whole story of that so that's a story that at this point i've walked away from but it's on it's the list something that needs to be told. needs to be told and i need to address that mm-hmm. uh but yeah finding the right tone to to say it in because it is yeah, it's a t- and that's going to need to be a longer episode. I need but to the treat porn one. that right. <laughs> but yeah, but stay tuned though. Porn history in LA coming at you soon. No. Uh oh, okay. Coming from is Who? it Chris? Chris the Rebel. Ooh. Uh, would you ever do other cities? Chris the Rebel. I love this question because one of the initial goals was to absolutely do other cities um, and expand to all cities. But the thing is, there's so much to cover in LA. I love LA so much. The people, I, I barely even got into the people. You know what I mean? At this point, I've only done Vince Cully, Jonathan Gold, Biddy Mason, uh, Snoop Dogg. But you could do uh, make an LA minute just about the people. But the, I think it's probably easier to when you grew up here. So this true. is your 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 upbringing, your surroundings. You're familiar with this. So to kind of have the same passion about another city, you'd almost have to expand your team and somebody have 
hire somebody from that city to be able to do what you do. Brilliantly said, because Ooh. that's the truth is you you need to have the intimate understanding. And, and look, I don't have an intimate understanding of every part of Los Angeles, but the thing is you at least have heard and you're familiar with, or at least have driven past those, those exits and on-ramps. But I will say, and this is the truth, I could easily do a Vegas in a minute. I've talked about Las Vegas. I've called Las Vegas my mistress. Um, it is a city that not only do I have a... We have a relationship with Vegas. Again, anybody just like Vegas is like you're going to see your cousin. Yeah, my look. So my wife's cousin lives out there. My wife, one of my wife's good friends lives out there. And I would go there every month because my dad was a boxing manager. So I feel like I have an intimate relationship. But here's the even reason why I would do Vegas in a minute. Because Vegas is the only other city that has developed in a modern sense the way Los Angeles has. Like Vegas didn't even really become a city in the modern sense until 1906 and gambling wasn't even legalized until the 1930s. And that's when it took off. So LA and Vegas are the two cities that are kind of modern metropolises and they sort of, in my mind, are sister cities and are relevant. And look, you grew up in LA. I grew up in LA. I consider Vegas my backyard. So, I mean, I kind of feel that that's a certain thing. And then honestly, some of my best partying days and most fun days with Irene, we, Vegas. And without me. <laughs> oh, no, but <laughs> Vegas was our spot and we had some some good. So I, I would do Vegas, but other cities uh, would have to be kind of under a different context or a different, different approach. Yes. Uh, okay, so coming, oh, coming from paper bag writer, what places did you frequent in LA that are no longer here? <laughs> this is a funny one because basically my life, I feel sometimes like back to the future with that uh, picture getting erased because my history is slowly becoming erased. And I know that that's actually a very relevant uh, feeling for people in Los Angeles, both in modern areas and- I know, because we're only in our 40s and I sometimes I'm driving down the street. And I said, in my day, like this was, <laughs> but that sounds like such an old thing to say. Like that's something I imagine like my grandparents saying, I mean, they didn't live here, but that's something like, you know, people old in their people 70s or 80s, like in my day. But truly even like the place we got yes. married- is no longer there. Sportsman's Lodge for those. Actually, we got married at the San Fernando Mission, by the way, represent, but we had our reception at the Sportsman's Lodge. And then now it's like a shopping center, which is nice. <laughs> there's an Air One. <laughs> like, okay, there's an Air One there. It, that's the truth. It used to be a beautiful banquet hall and they used to have actually little- Like swans or something. Yes, yeah. and even my grandpa used to tell me he would fish there with my mom. Apparently there was fishing there. Um, but so Sportsman's Lodge, where we had our reception, is no longer there. My friggin' Little League, Mission Hills Little League, is no longer there. My elementary school, Pinecrest Elementary School, is no longer there. Um, but as far as places I'd frequent and that are familiar, look, I'm very happy that Pioneer still exists. There are two left, Bell Gardens and Boyle Heights. But Pioneer used to be everywhere, and those bad boys just were wiped out. Uh, by the ownership and by uh, the fact that they were taken over by Popeyes. But yeah, the, it, it, it's a slew. Like I said, I often think of the back to the future analogy as far as uh, my past getting erased. So hope that happens doesn't happen too frequently. And that reminds me of a quote from La La Land. Uh, they worship everything and they value nothing. 
which is such an LA thing. Again, I do this to celebrate the, the history and the culture, but it's because so many of those elements have been erased. But that's why we're the city of the future. Always looking um, ahead. Looking ahead and, and, you know, maybe sometimes not valuing the past enough. Right. Uh, okay, so then what next? Oh, Myra underscore G. Would you consider writing a book? Oh, I not only would consider writing a book, I like but I'm writing it right now. <laughs> no, but we have an idea spec for 100 stories of LA in a minute. And I think, um, shoot, I'd love to have that underneath Christmas trees and uh, Hanukkah menorahs by the end of the year. But that is definitely on the uh, agenda. And I think that it's something that's pretty relevant to what we do and pretty easily adaptable. And I would absolutely love to have a book and a series of books and just put all this. I'm such a huge book person that to have my name uh, one day in the Library of Congress uh, with the rest of the, the authors, LA and otherwise, would be yeah, an that'd absolute be exciting. dream. And then I can read it for my book club. <laughs> <laughs> can get it autographed. <laughs> You. Autograph. Wow, that'd be insane. Um, okay, uh, La Monique's La L A Monique's maybe. It's okay. probably L A Monique's. I'm gonna go with L A Monique's. What's gonna happen with the homeless in L A? Ah, <sighs> okay. It's funny. Today I coincidentally ran into my council member. Person? No, well we. That's every day. No, ran into my council member today, Nitya Raman Raman. And, um, you know, I've been at odds with her at times with her so-called compassion to the homeless, which I understand. And if you listen to previous episodes, I grew up very compassionate to the homeless and then became a homeowner and had some issues. You with, did. You have a, you had a bum fund. I did. I did. Which isn't a compassionate term, but it is a Ooh, compassionate, sorry, 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 but sorry. that's what I called oh, it. No. That's what, but I did. I had, I had a stack of ones to, to give to homeless people and I give them leftovers and all this stuff. And, and you guys know it's changed. I don't want to make this the discussion, but the fact is I ran into a council member and she said she watches Ellie minute, which is very cool. Um, and then we got into it and she was talking some politics. She's like, you know, I've housed so many people in our district and, you know, we've cleared such and such encampments. And look, there's been progress made. It is kind of like a game of whack-a-mole where one encampment gets cleared and another one pops up. It's tough. We all know the truth that it's a huge long-term outlook if you really want to solve this mental health affordable housing drugs all those issues are relevant um i would be lying if i said it didn't bother me it's the thing that probably bothers me about los angeles the most i know there is no easy solution criminalization is what new york did with giuliani in the late 90s it's not compassionate but we need some combination of of criminalization programs and affordable housing. Um, I wish I could tell you what was going to happen. I know Bass is making slow, but progress and the tiny homes are, are one solution that I like. I don't have a crystal ball, but um, I t can tell you this. The Olympics are coming up in 2028, 1980s. We had a huge homeless problem in Los Angeles. Somehow by the Olympics in 1984, the homeless were housed. So Hopefully, within the next what is that five years, they're able to to kind of follow that uh, historical precedent. Yeah, hopefully. Um, 
Okay, let's lighten things up a little <laughs> bit. Uh, favorite LA moment? Oh, and this is coming from oh, wow. Char Jaxpo. Wow, Char Jaxpo. There's now my mind always goes to sports, and I gotta say, Kirk Gibbs in 1988, Dodgers home run was one of the best moments in my LA history. 84 Olympics, my dad took me. That is phenomenal. But what a difficult question. I don't want to make it necessarily all about sports, but that's what but comes pretty, yeah, to my are... mind for moments. What do you think? What are... Favorite LA moment? How do you... That's a tough one, right? Like what's what constitutes... When was... I know, one time... <laughs> We but, were at a World Series game. Oh my what gosh, was that was awesome! Um, and then I made it. Remember uh, they? they I, there was a photo of. Me we were there. in. We were. So, yeah, that's my personal. 2018. We were at a World Series game. We sat on the right field pavilion. It was Dodgers Red Sox, and if you guys remember, it was the Yasiel Puig game. And it would. There's a photo of Puig hitting this monstrous home run. And the Dodgers were underdogs because Red Sox were great that year. The Mookie Betts Red Sox, by the way, JD Martinez too. And Puig hits this home run, and I think it was the seventh inning, and he's throwing his hands up. And in the front row behind him, in a Dodger jersey, also throwing his hands up, was Kobe Bryant. And that was the moment that I was at Dodger Stadium that I felt the the chills, that feeling in your stomach where you're like, we just witnessed something historic. And what was funny is earlier that game, Irene had been on TV. The game was nationally televised by Fox. And you know when people do like the, the prayer hands, not like the prayer hand emoji, but in real life where you're like, come on, or team. like that nervous girl, like that nervous She was the man. You're like, is this it? Is this going to, are we going to get a... Yeah, and so she was on TV, so we were getting text. So that was her moment. I have a still photo funny. that. I should frame that, by the way, because that was a great moment. And unfortunately, Dave Roberts pulled Rich Hill and the Dodgers ended up losing that game and losing the World Series. But that could have been a truly historic moment. And I wish the Dodgers would have at least won that game so it would have went down properly in LA history. But that, to me, um, was my best LA moment. But I got to go Kirk Gibson because it just felt like that was LA on the scene. Yeah, I was only five at that time, but I remember <laughs> I do remember that game being on in my household and we had it was warm. It, I remember it was like warm outside. I feel like we had the front door open. Um and yeah, the household went wild and I was like this is a big deal. Such a uh, big deal. So to I, this day I watch that every year the Vince Scully call roll of the dice in a year that has been so improbable the impossible has happened amazing <laughs> amazing yeah. and the kirk gibson like, yeah. movement. <laughs> start what is that starting the lawnmower what do they call Something that it's like, like a dance that, move but, yeah um okay i think there's only a couple more questions how are we doing on we're good on time uh wait oh uh michael hoff i think it's michael michael hoff have you ever been stonewalled from a person or place this is great i was i've been stonewalled there's three places that come to mind and coincidentally they're all food places number one tito's tacos yes the famous and infamous crunchy shelled white person tacos that does have a history and that is a nostalgic place for many people i wanted to bring them some shine just because you know it's an la legendary place and they were non-responsive, not helpful, 
straight up disrespectful. And I was like, man, like, I just want to verify my facts. I'd love some, you know, photos that aren't cliche off the website. So they just gave me no help, no uh, love whatsoever. I ran the story and I kind of mentioned there. Number two is Cupid's. And Cupid's was hurtful and personal for me because my dad, his favorite restaurant, he'd go with his best friend, Ken Cave, on their birthdays to Cupid's. And Cupid's the chili hot dog place, classic. One of the oldest LA fast food chains from 1940s that started as Walsh's. And it's got a good, fun origin story. And that's what I do. And I love it. And the Cupid's people are very active on social media. And every time I reach out to this day, and if you guys know the Cubits folks, let them know. But every time I reach out, there's zero interest. They're like, yeah, sure. Come by. Maybe we'll be here. Maybe we oh won't. And there's no corn. Like, again, I don't ask for money. I don't do this for money. But they, I know they're active on social media and want exposure. But for some reason, they don't want to play along with Ellie in a minute. And that's kind of hurtful because that's my dad's spot. And it's a personal place. Um, and the third one this was a self-instituted um, stonewalling, and it's not my fault, though I do feel a little guilty about it. In and out, when I communicated with Lindsay Snyder, the CEO of In and Out, as to whether or not they were going to move out of LA and move out of California. If you guys remember at the beginning of the year, I believe it was Nashville was courting them. Nashville's been courting them very hard, taxes and blah, blah, blah. It's no secret that In and Out is a little right leaning politically, and California is a little left leaning. And the rumors were hot and heavy. You know, I report facts. I try to be objective. I do it tastefully. And I asked Lindsay Snyder for a comment. And I asked her if I could run it and post it. And I did. And the feedback towards her, not towards me, was very negative. Because she was honest. And this is to her credit. She doesn't mince words. She's like, California is a tough place to do business. The taxes, like certain legislation. And all this is right. And I posted her statement and she was pissed off. Like she wrote me DMs. This is why I should have never trusted you, blah, blah. And again, I apologize, Lindsay Snyder. I don't apologize because I did ask permission, but I apologize. She maybe didn't read it thoroughly or she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Who knows? She did it in a rush or something. Didn't realize the- No free cheeseburgers for us. And this is the truth. I felt like guilty because my son loves it. We all love it now, but my son really loves it. And I was like, maybe you shouldn't go go to it now for a while. So (laughs) do not serve this guy. Yeah, that was like a self stonewalling. Oh, and then actually uh, Magic Castle, right? Didn't- that's not a stone. I mean, Magic Castle, if you hear, and by the way, Magic Castle, I know there's an article in the LA Times this week with they have a new younger ownership, but they weren't in a real hurry to help out. And I get that because they have a culture of secrecy there, but um, I did know a magician who who procured me an invite, but they they were not super helpful. So yeah, good good call. Good call. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I think people have been, a lot of people reach out to you now yeah who like can you please run this story on us or like how can we collaborate somehow i think they appreciate it because they do good reporting i celebrate and you guys know i celebrate and everything and everybody in la you have a good history good culture let's tell the story let's get into it uh okay so this yeah this is this is the last last question last one (laughs) wrapping it up uh this is from jit jit cell jit cell one i think i think i'm saying that right what were you surprised at? 
Man, I've been surprised so many times because I try to look at everything with wonder. And when you dig deep enough, you can find just cool elements for everything historically. Basically, every episode has an element of surprise. I mean, from the obvious to finding out about McDonald's being started at the Monrovia Airport as the aerodrome, like that blew my mind. I had to tell everybody I knew in addition to the episodes. Um, whether you go into the history, oh, this is one I didn't know was Dodger Stadium. I knew the past with Chavez Ravine. I did not know that there was an elementary school buried under what is essentially third base right now. That blew my mind. But uh, the first, the high five invented at Dodger Stadium. I mean, every episode just has cool aspects. Neil Baker, the most important person in fast food history, how he basically is responsible for Taco Bell, uh, Del Taco, Wiener Schnitzel, indirectly McDonald's. Like the, every time I do this research, I find something great. Loquats, there are redwoods in Los Angeles. And that kind of circles back to just what LA in a minute is and why this whole thing comes together is because when you're looking, anything you look at in Los Angeles has a history. The palm trees, the squirrels, uh, bats. I didn't even know there were bats in Los Angeles. What's the story of it? And it's all good and fun surprises. And that's why we explore. And that's why we're tourists in our own city. And honestly, that's why I'm thankful for not just having the audience, but the audience being able to give me a platform to do this research and do this homework and be surprised and hopefully share that with everybody who can also be surprised and enjoy it. And yeah, it's like having somebody do the homework for you. (laughs) (laughs) Send your your topics, (laughs) do the research and then come to me and tell me in three minutes. Perfect. And that's the thing. And this is look, This is In a Minute with Evan Lovett, and I could not do it without this absolutely beautiful wife of mine. Beautiful as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a person. (laughs) As a person. You got to get to know me. (laughs) No, I mean, physically and otherwise, but so supportive. And honestly, Irene, thank you for being here. And thank you for being here for me. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. I don't think we've ever had a conversation of ours recorded. That, wow. <laughs> I threatened well, it. Well, at least not that she knew about. Yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> but that you know about. How do you know I'm not recording ours? Shoot. <laughs> but yes, this is episode 21 of In a Minute with Devin Lovett. Everybody that listened, thank you. I'm so appreciative of your support. We are about to embark on the next chapter of our journey and this was an awesome start irene thank you so much for being here oh yeah for sure i just you know uh got to ask you questions (laughs) no i'm kidding no delete that (laughs) (laughs) all right guys i appreciate it leave me a five-star review leave me five stars write a review it takes 10 seconds it really helps let's keep this momentum going like share and like like and subscribe i I appreciate oh yeah make sure you subscribe and follow Thank you, Irene. All right. I appreciate all y'all. Have a very excellent weekend. Have a great week. And all right, LA, it's been a minute.